Good afternoon. Welcome to the weekly end of session edition of The Wrap. I'm Laura Leslie, WRAL Capital Bureau Chief. And I'm Brian Anderson, WRAL State Government Reporter. And we didn't think they could do it, but they did. They said they said they were going to be out this week. You've got to have faith. You've got to have faith. That's <laughs> no, it's going to end. After years here, I don't have faith, but I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, they were prepared to come back tomorrow if they needed to, but they didn't actually need to. They got the budget done, which, of course, was the number one priority for the session. It was $27.9 billion, which is big. It is not as big as it could have been since they had $6 billion on the bottom line right. and the surplus. Uh, but it was still pretty big. It was a, it was a, a substantial, well, $0.9 billion over what they were planning to spend this session. And I think you, you were talking to Senator Berger about 7% more than they spent last year. Right. And they attribute much of this to inflation, the Republican lawmakers, Senate leader Phil Berger obviously citing a looming recession if we're not already in one right. as a potential concern. So there's been some pushback though from teachers unions, from state employees saying that the rates of inflation are greatly outpacing our proposed uh, Absolutely. salary increases. I mean you think about it, you got 4.2 for teachers average, um, you've got you know 3.5 I just muted myself. Sorry about that. Uh, you got 4.2 for teachers on average. You got 3.5 for state employees, and retirees are getting a one-time 4%. 8.6 is the inflation rate, so everybody's losing money. But of course, I don't think I'm, my raise is going to keep up with inflation this year either. So you know. But anyway, but anyway. So the argument was made, and and there is an argument to be made that the state has a great deal of money in reserves right now in rainy day funds. Like, I mean, that's the criticism from Democrats. Is yeah. you're basically what lawmakers are doing is they're saying. We believe there's a recession or there's going to be, so we're going to put a billion dollars aside in an inflation fund to prepare for it. And right. Democrats basically make the point, well, people are hurting now. Why don't we fix Help Medicaid? Out. Why don't we do medical marijuana legalization? Why yeah. don't we do sports betting? Even the Parents' Bill of Rights that's popular among Republicans didn't even get brought up in yeah. the House. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably fair to say that this session was marked as much or more by things that didn't get through as what did. We should mention hemp did make it through. 11th hour, governor signed it yesterday. It was going to be illegal as With midnight. nine hours to spare. But, you know, they <laughs> saw this coming years ago. They have had literally years to figure this out, you know, and they've not been able to. And at the very end, it was a head-to-head -head standoff between the old lions in the House and the old lions in the Senate, who was going to get credit for this. And, um, and eventually somebody blinked. Yeah, I mean, basically, you can't not afford to to let this expire. And hemp farmers, it's a burgeoning industry. Huge. Uh, and it's been lawful since, what, 2015? Mm -hmm. And set to expire at the end of June of, well, yesterday. At the end of yesterday, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they had to get it done. And if you think about it, a lot of the folks who went into hemp are the folks who were tobacco farmers and who right. lost that business as the state transitioned out of, you know, started selling off the tobacco leases and things like that. So, I mean, these folks would have had the rug pulled out from under them twice, a lot of them. Now, I did hear an argument in the House that I haven't heard before um, among House members who were um, trying to defend the fact that they had not included hemp in the Farm Bill, saying, oh, people aren't growing hemp that much anymore <laughs> uh, because um, it's, there's an oversupply. I don't know if that's true. It may be. No, I mean, I, I, I talked to someone from Cannabis, uh, Chapel Hill. Sean. Hemp, yeah, yeah. Sean, and he made the point that really this was long overdue. We needed to have this done, and it still fell short because we didn't get full medical marijuana legalization. Yeah, that's true. It never made it into the House, medical marijuana. I mean, it did make it out of the Senate, right? But, I mean, yeah. the House 
they made it pretty clear, I think, when it came over that they weren't going to take it up, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, let's be clear. This is a policy that in an April WRAL news poll from April 6th to April 10th, good point. you survey voters, and I think somewhere around 57% support it for recreational use. Right, and like 70 or 72%. Yeah. For, for, uh, medical. for medical use, and that's among, I think, 64% of Republicans, 75% of Democrats, 78% yep. of unaffiliated voters. So it's hard to find that sense of agreement in today's political on climate anything. on anything. Yeah. Yet it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Well, I mean, there's just there's still social conservatives here who just are not going to go there yet. So, um, in fact, they want to try to make sure that we don't federalize, federally legalize it and allow it in North Carolina as well. So. Yeah, that's so much for that. Also, uh, another so much for uh, the Parental Bill of Rights. Yes. Did not make it. That made it through the Senate. House said they weren't going to take it up, and by gosh, did not. And it was controversial for people who, who aren't familiar with it. It basically said, uh, we're going to basically make classroom instruction materials for K-3 to students not allowed to include teaching of gender uh, orientation, sexuality, mm -hmm. and some of these potentially concerning topics for, for Republican and K to three, which And not many people are, are teaching K-3 to kids about this issue, so some have said, is this a, a solution in search of a problem? Yeah. Uh, but even that did not get taken up. Yeah, and it wasn't just that it was K-3. It would, it would also kind of allow more, um, basically... Parents can request info. Yeah, well, parents could, and parents could complain about any information they thought was not age-appropriate in any age all the way through high school. So you'd be opening up teachers who would, if teachers talked about any of these issues, they would be opening themselves up to complaints, um, formal complaints. And so, you know, they, there was a lot of concern this would be chilling in the classroom. Uh, Republican legislators in the Senate said that wasn't the intention. Nonetheless, it did not make it through the House. They were not in the mood for um, for big um, controversies this year. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll relay a point from House Speaker Tim Moore. I asked, well, why not? And he was like, well. You know, we don't want to send bills to the governor that have no chance of passing. Uh, obviously, there's ICE 2.0, which has no chance of being signed no, 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 by no. Governor Cooper. Yes, but that was the going away present for Senator <laughs> Chuck Edwards, right? Because remember, Senator Edwards is retiring. He's running for Congress. Yeah. So this is his last stab at this bill that he's been trying to get passed since 2019. So they got it through today, and they sent it to the governor. It's a little bit different from the last ICE bill. Last one that they had would require would have required the sheriffs to, and, and local law enforcement to check basically anybody who was arrested and taken into custody, check their detainer status, status yeah. or their immigration status. Um, this confines it to largely violent crimes and domestic charges. Right, trafficking, yeah. other violent crimes. and yeah. So it's more narrowly tailored, and Edward said he thinks that there should be support for it. Not a single Democrat in either chamber voted for this bill. So will Cooper? Definitely not. <laughs> Probably not. I would not see that. You know, And it does, it does raise the question, I mean, how do you determine whose legal status you can determine, right? Right. Can, I, can a sheriff look at me and guess that I'm probably here legally? Yeah. And the, you know? the, the point that critics of this have made is that it's a, a federal issue, so just leave it to ICE to do their own job. Right, and then it would lead to profiling of Latinos um, and possibly, you know, holding somebody for 48 hours who is not actually on a detainer, yeah. but a confusion about a name or something like that. So, you know, it's a big deal to a lot of folks. So, anyway, that's going to Cooper. As you say, we expect that one to not go any further. Um, um, we should mention also... Hold on for a second. Well, I was going to say we had the Roe v. Wade overhaul, right. and so that begged the question of what are lawmakers going to do next in light of this Supreme Court decision? 
And in North Carolina, the law of the land is 20 weeks after uh, into a pregnancy, abortion is illegal. But a court set, stepped in last year and basically said, we're going to put a freeze on this law. So what lawmakers want to do is they want to have 20 weeks uh, back on the books to reenact this law. Right. In the meantime, they say next year we're going to take up some more abortion measures. What that looks like is, is unclear. Well, what it looks like depends largely on the outcome of the next election. Because if they get super majorities um, in the House and the Senate, the Republicans would be able to override the governor's veto, which would give them the ability to enact some of this abortion legislation uh, much more easily than if they have to try to override a governor's veto without a supermajority. Obviously, the Democrats haven't gone along with that very often in the last few years. Uh, we should mention another thing that crashed and burned this year, sports betting. <laughs> looked so good. It made it through the Senate. It was on the House floor. Both chambers passed uh, passed uh, at least one bill here. Yeah, <laughs> just not the same bill. So the one that went through the House, um, it actually, no, it actually failed. Yeah. actually failed because... What happened is, um, first, um, Representative Autry got up and um, yeah. ran an amendment that removed college sports from the betting. And, and it was like, at that point, you kind of knew it was going down. Because, I mean, that's half the revenue right there. I mean, like in North Carolina, what do people bet on? Yeah. College sports. Um, so it ended up um, crashing and burning. And so it is um, as dead as it can get but for the session. However, nothing, with a caveat, nothing is ever really dead here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there were two bills that were supposed to work in tandem, and they just didn't in the end. Yep, did not happen. They passed one of them, and they didn't pass the other one. So, uh, and unfortunately, if you keep in mind, whatever fails in the House, unless it's moved to reconsider, fails permanently. You can't reconsider that during that session. And I don't know what happened in that vote. I think there was some kind of confusion about what happened, but they tried to reconsider to save the bill, and it ended up getting defeated again. Because yep. everybody's tired of talking about it. <laughs> so we're done with that pretty much. Um, should mention confirmation status, Cody Kinsley. Yep. Um, also, it was another person. It was an industrial commission judge. I'm so sorry. I've forgotten. But I utility know commission. I can't recall, but I do know Cody Kinsley uh, is the, a really historic moment here in North Carolina. What, the first openly? LGBTQ. Yeah. Yep. Open Anything, game. pretty much. Yeah, for a cabinet-level position. He's been the acting secretary for the Department of Health and Human Services since the former secretary, Mandy Cohen, left at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. So Kinsley's been taking over, and now he's going to lead that department permanently. And if any of you um, remember back in the days when it was Aldana Vosh, and, uh, who was in charge of DHHS around here, and the beatings she took in the Senate, uh, well, Senate especially, but in the Joint Oversight Committees about her leadership at HHS, you would not have believed the complete 180 um, for Cody Kinsley. It was unanimous. Everybody was singing his praises. I was kind of like... He answers our call. He's very responsive. And these were Republican lawmakers talking. <laughs> I yeah. I know. I know. You can't... It's hard to say, right? Exactly. Um, reg reform. Yeah. So what happened with that today? So it's a little bit uh, messy. To put it simply, there's a questionable provision in there. Uh, and basically <coughs> what it does is... Critics say it could lead to predatory lending and basically buried in some contracts there's language where a borrower might agree to have to basically pay back their creditor forcibly, kind of? Yeah, it has to do with um, how many payments you can miss. Yeah. So the way this would, the way, what this bill would have done, it would have said for these people who take these high interest loans, like these consumer loans, said if you miss a payment, they can pretty much go straight to confession of 
judgment, whatever they call it, and you, you could already start garnishing somebody's wages. Yeah. Or and force them to, yeah, to, to repay the whole loan for missing one single payment without ever going to court. And so what happened is that passed the Senate here today. We're speaking on a Friday, and then it went over to the House. The House passed that as well. Uh, so it's the, it's the law if Cooper signs it. If Cooper signs it, which but, I think is a big if. Yeah, but what also happened is they had a separate bill with an amendment to basically strike down that provision. The problem is by the time that amendment was brought up, the Senate already says, bye, we're out of here. So that's the holdup, and it really comes down to whether Cooper will sign this or not. It really does, because, I mean, the reason they couldn't amend the bill itself is because it was a conference committee report. Just like the budget, you can't amend a conference committee report. It's got to be passed the same way in both chambers. So they had to add the amendment to a separate bill, but all the Senate has to do is not take that bill up, and the provision would stay in the law which is something that some of the Democrats pointed out on the floor as they voted for it, so or voted against it. So I will, I will be very interested to see if the governor yeah. signs that bill or not. Yeah. Um, anything else that caught your attention this week? I mean, God knows there was a lot, but... Uh, Congressman Greg Murphy caught my attention oh, this boy. week. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That... a deleted tweet. What did it say, Laura? It said, uh, nobody forces anybody to have sex. Which there are... 460 plus thousand victims of, of, of rape. rape or sexual assault, according to the latest federal statistics. So that tweet Every was year. deleted within about three hours or so, but it, we, we found it, certainly was reported and had some sizable backlash, particularly with the state Democratic Party putting out a statement critical of that. Well, of course. I mean, he's not really in any danger of losing his congressional seat. He's in a fairly um, safe district. He, and he's a practicing physician, though, he too. He is a practicing doctor, which, is, <laughs> which makes it a little bit worse. Yeah. yeah it, does. it makes it a little worse. Uh, but anyway, everybody makes mistakes, including me. So, you know, there you go. Um, anything else? I think that was the, the main highlights, obviously. Keep up to date with ncapital.com. I'm yeah. sure you're going to see a lot more, too. I do want to mention, though, Medicaid also did not uh, go through. And there was a little bit of a kerfuffle about it today. Apparently, the Democrats, I'm sorry, the Democrats, the House was really upset at the Senate because the House wanted to come back in December and insert a line in the um, adjournment resolution that would let them take up Medicaid expansion in December. To the study the issue of Medicaid expansion and then possibly have a vote on right. it. It's not straight Medicaid expansion as the Senate wants. Right. Uh, but in the meantime, the Senate has said we're not doing this, and so the Senate went ahead and passed its own resolution without that language in, in December. So I gather that um, did not make a lot of friends in the House Republican Caucus. However, um, as Speaker Moore pointed out on the floor today, an adjournment resolution can always be amended. Yep. And gosh knows they've certainly done it before. So. Yep. Yeah, stay tuned on that one. All right, well, hey, thank you very much for your time, and thanks for joining us and catching up with this session, and we'll catch you next week here on The Wrap.